I want to give you free access to Weaver Sales Academy. On average, tenured producers that work with us are experiencing a 40% increase in auto fire and life production within 90 days. Maybe you just hired a brand new hire. We have a brand new hire training curriculum that will get a brand new hire trained for you and up and selling in less than 10 days. Maybe you need help with life insurance, the new business conversation, maybe pivoting, maybe overcoming objections. We cover it all with our Sales Academy, so make sure you take advantage of our free trial today. This is the Insurance Buzz, and we are your host, Michael and Courtney Weaver. We coach insurance professionals, business owners, and people just like you every day on how to live a life and have a business you are excited about. Here on the Insurance Buzz, we share the wins, the losses, and everything in between that comes with being married business partners, training in the insurance space, and growing our business side by side. We also connect with other business owners and leaders making their mark in the world and hopefully inspire you to make yours. Hey, welcome to the Insurance Buzz. We are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver. And today we're going to be talking about the one thing that changed my life insurance sales career. Let's get into it. (laughs) The one thing. So let's start off with what I was doing before my career changed. So early on as a producer and as an agent, I was having a real problem and struggle producing premium, big death benefit, big premium. I could do the apps. I could do the apps. And what I was doing in every single conversation or what felt like every single conversation, because not only was I having a hard time driving premium, I wasn't feeling fulfilled in what I was doing. I was supposed to be changing people's lives. And I felt like I was just pushing products on them to get the app count so I could qualify for the shit that I needed to qualify for with the company. And I, you were probably frustrated, overwhelmed, like, oh, this is not going how I want it to go. I was super frustrated because... Apps don't pay the bills, man. And apps don't even really, in my opinion now, especially looking back, they really don't change people's lives. Like the old saying I was always taught was, well, $100,000 is better than nothing. True, $100,000 in life insurance is better than no life insurance. But I wasn't even having the conversation with anything more than a hundred thousand dollars, maybe they needed two fifty. Maybe they needed a half a million. Maybe they needed a million. Maybe they needed five million. I have no idea because I wasn't asking the questions. I've got great news. Our six-figure life insurance course is officially live. And to say thank you for being a Buzz listener and supporter, make sure you use voucher code Buzz for your exclusive discount. Now, the six-figure life insurance producer course, if you are wanting to be better at in-person appointments, at virtual appointments, if you struggle at all with how to start conversations every single day, whether it's over the phone in the new business conversation, whether it's pivoting to current customers, whether it's prospecting your current book of business. If you struggle with the types of questions to ask to get them emotionally involved in the conversation or educating them on the types of policies they can have within their plan, or how about if you struggle with writing bigger death benefit, bigger premium policies? 
That's what this course is all about. This course is about giving you the confidence to write bigger death benefit, bigger premium, and know exactly where to go in the conversation, regardless of how you bring it up and who you are talking to. So again, if you're wanting to help more people, if you're wanting to be a true professional and be more confident than ever so that you make more money, the six-figure life insurance producer course is for you. Make sure you use voucher code Buzz for the exclusive discount today. With that being said, let's get back to the show. I would I would bring up the conversation to somebody and I would say, hey, tell me what your life insurance plan looks like. And they would respond with, I have it through work. <laughs> you got it, Gordy. <laughs> I got it through work. In which I would say, great. What do you have outside of work? And they would say, nothing. Nothing. There we go, man. <laughs> two for two. All right. So then what would I do? I would say, hey, well, I'm so glad that you have it through work. Let me tell you all the reasons why. You need it outside of work. Oh, shit. You busted out your sales <laughs> scroll. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm glad that you love your family enough to get it through work. But here are all the reasons why I help so many customers just, just like, like you. Oh, my God. That have it through yes. work and don't have it outside of work. Number one, you don't own it. Number two, what happens if something leaves? Number three and number four and number five and number six and number. So what do you think about that, Mr. and Mrs. Customer? You want to get some life insurance? I've got a quote for you for $100,000 in life insurance protection. It is only going to be $13 a month. That is less than 50 cents a day. This is a no brainer. You putting that on your Visa MasterCard. It's like, good clothes though. That was my thing. It wasn't assuming. Oh yeah. Assuming the cell, like I made them feel good. Like just rolled right into it. Features and benefits, baby. No, I was talking until I was blue in the face. I'm trying to convince (laughs) these people that they need life insurance outside of work. I am blue in the face talking. All right. And that's when everything had to change. We're laughing now because to see it looking back, it was frustrating at the time. Dude, it was frustrating. I was burnt out. So how this all came about. Let's just 2016. Mm -hmm. I don't even like to talk about the year 2016 because look, none of this really mattered. (laughs) None of this really mattered. Y'all can't see this. I was just basically stroking my mic. It's real good. Stroking the mic. Jesus. So, um, because he doesn't want to talk about 2016. 2016. I hate to talk about. So, Courtney had to leave the agency in 2016 because anyone that was around in 2016 knows that investments changed in 2016. There was a regulatory action that happened, a new rule change, and the company I represented State Farm at that point in time wanted nothing to do with it. And so I initially got into the business to help people out with retirement planning. I was on the top 50 in the company. I'd just done 2 million in rollover the previous year in 2015, $40 plus thousand bonus. In 2016, Boom. That's the first thing that we're notified of. Like we're getting out of this. No more investments. Boom. $40,000 literally income hit overnight. Yeah. We lost $40,000 overnight. I didn't want to be the life insurance guy. That's why I was fine with just pushing the apps back then. Like it was easier just to get the quick 100,000, 10 year, 20 year term, qualify for what I needed to and have a more in-depth conversation around retirement. Well, guess what? I just took a $40,000 hit. We took a $40,000 hit. Courtney had to leave the agency, start her fitness business. Thank God she did because she grew it to a six figure business in less than six months. So that was our income at the time. 
And about five and a half months after being in a depressed state, questioning whether I even wanted to be in insurance anymore, do I even want to be an agency owner anymore? Um, we had we had five life apps on the board. And we were on time for less than $13,000 in premium. And I finally got out of my way. I quit whining. I quit complaining. I quit questioning whether agency was for me or not. And I'm like, something has to change. And that's when I got to work. And I became the life insurance guy. I became the money guy is really what I branded myself as. But that's what we're talking about today. The one thing that I started doing that changed my sales career that then led to $100,000 plus premium years every single year. Um, apps were never a single problem, but actually feeling good about what I was doing and having in-depth conversations with customers about their life insurance plan. So at the end of that conversation, I knew that they were adequately covered. They felt empowered in the conversation. I didn't feel like I was selling anything anymore. And so that's what we're talking about today. So what changed? What? Uh, you did, so before <clears throat> you'd go into it, you'd whip out your sales scroll after they say, yeah, have it through work. No, nope, but don't have it anywhere else. You immediately would start selling, which yeah. I see happen. It's very common. All the time. And in, in not just insurance, in any sales yeah. profession, yeah. because you, it's like you get so excited because you know, okay, it's my turn. I'm here. It is. They've queued me up. It's my turn to start pitching. I'm going to offer all the things because you know that you have the solution. Yeah, and it's really common within our industry, the insurance industry, specifically life insurance. You know that the customer has a problem. You know, as the life insurance professional, that they their family is in severe, severe risk. That if something happens to the person you're talking to, that $100,000 isn't going to be enough. That the work policy may not pay out for nine months, 10 months, 11 months. You know that as the insurance professional. And, and I truly did want to make sure that they had something at the end of those calls, even if it was 100000 But what I realized is, is I was convincing people that they needed life insurance. Whereas a sales professional, when you're really good at sales, you're not convincing anybody that they need anything. They're actually asking you for the pro for the solution to their problem. And that was the biggest aha moment for me. So <clears throat> I changed my entire approach of going straight for the kill <clears throat> and, and telling the customer and convincing the customer why they needed life insurance to asking more questions pause for water break he's getting so excited <clears throat> oh, i had a frog or something in my throat i don't know i was getting a little little it was the moment too <laughs> like the whole podcast episode is centered on this thing and you're like all right here we go so it start asking more questions it was more about letting them self-discover yes yes what kind of questions would you so great question that's question great, question that's question. A great question so um, so I would start the conversation off still with, Hey, before I let you off the phone, tell me what you have in place for life insurance. For example, so I changed, this is the first approach I changed. For example, what do you have through work? 
So I actually started asking them what they had through work because the very first objection that I would receive as a life insurance salesperson was, well, I've got it through work. I'm good. So I wanted to overcome that initial objection of just assuming that they had it through work. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So simply saying, I would, I phrase that question differently and then they would answer it. Yep. I've got a hundred thousand. Great. What do you have outside of work in which they say? Nothing. Nothing. So this is typically where I would go back and start Okay, well, let me tell you why you need it outside of work. Instead of doing that, I started getting curious. And I was like, okay, I get that you don't have it outside of work. Tell me, how did you choose that benefit through work? Did you work with anybody that helped you choose that benefit? Have you made sure that the amount you have through work is enough to last your family as long as you want it to last your family. Tell me, do you feel responsible for providing for your family financially? Okay. And we can keep going. What's the plan when the amount runs out through work? What's the plan? But here's the one thing I did. So not only did I start asking more questions, I then, after every single answer they gave me, I said, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Why would it be important to you? Tell me more about that. What does providing financially look like for you and your family? Tell me more about that. If something happened to you today and you passed away unexpectedly, why would you still feel responsible for providing for your family financially tomorrow? Tell me more about that. That was it. I started asking more questions and after every single answer, because as a, and hopefully you feel this way, maybe it was just me, but customers or prospects, they typically like to keep things really high level. So one word, two word answers if possible. If they can give you a yes or no, it's going to be a yes or a no. If they can tell you, oh, because I love my family, great. That's all I'm going to tell you. I would want them taken care of. Tell me more about that. What does taken care of look like? Mm-hmm. So they're going to give you a high level answer. And that's why this approach works so well. And and even on some of the ones that they don't give you the high level answer and they go into the the weeds of, oh my God, I wouldn't want my family to struggle. That'd be terrible. My six-year-old, I can't even imagine. Whatever they say, tell me more about that. Like, what else? Why else? Digging into every single response they gave me, making them actually physically tell me why, why they're saying what they're saying. Okay. So listening to this, having them anchor in and dig a little bit deeper, anchor into why it's important, explain more, get more emotionally invested. How long do you do this before you actually start coming up with the solution and saying, I have what you need? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. And it's not going to be as long as 
So you have to read the conversation. We're in the people business, but I would tell you this is kind of that discovery phase of the conversation um, because you've built rapport with them. Now you're in the discovery phase. So you're in the disturbing complacency phase before we ever start educating the customer on the types of policies they can have within their plan or determining the death benefit. This conversation, I truly believe could be as little as five minutes or 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour of talking about pains and struggles, but we do need to talk about some pain and why it would be important to them because the whole, the whole reason we are asking questions or I'm asking questions is, is so I don't have to convince someone that they need life insurance. They are going to self-select as, yes, I'm a perfect ideal customer because I care about my family and I have a problem that I need a solution to. Or they're going to be on the other end of the spectrum of, you know what? My family will figure shit out. They're good. My wife, she's pretty attractive. She'll figure it out. I'm sure she'll have guys beating at her door. Because you hear that shit. And so by asking questions, not only are you empowering the customer to self-discover they have a problem, but you're also going to be then working with people that are actually interested in having a conversation with you about what actually matters versus trying to talk to every single person and convince them that they need life insurance, even though they're not the ideal customer. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're, you're doing two things. You're actually creating a detailed proposal that solves the need, but you're also almost going for a no, like an upfront, let's just, decide if we need to even have a conversation further if they're completely shut down at the beginning yeah because what if here's the thing so two questions i always like to ask everyone is is do you find yourself responsible for providing for your family financially today they have to say yes to that question and when they say yes tell me more about that what does that look like and then the next follow-up question is always okay so let's pretend like you passed away unexpectedly today. Would you still feel responsible for providing for your family financially tomorrow, next week, next month? So if they say no in either of those situations. If they say no, I'm still going to ask, tell me about that. Tell me why you wouldn't find that you're responsible for providing for your family financially or why. Why wouldn't, it, why wouldn't you consider yourself responsible for providing for your family financially if you passed away? So I'm going to get curious, regardless if they tell me a yes or a no. But at the end of that answer, if they're still like, they'll figure it out. Well, hey, if anything changes and you do decide that if something happens to you, you'd want your family financially taken care of so they didn't have to wonder about how they were going to make that next mortgage payment. Let me know. I'd love to have a conversation with you. I'm going to make notes. I'm in the phone call and I'm going to get on to the next phone call of somebody that may actually be interested in having a life insurance conversation with me and protecting their family. I'm not in the business to try and convince somebody that they need to protect their family. If they don't want to protect their family, they don't want to protect their family. I'm not in the business to try and convince them that they should give a shit about their family. Yeah. Oh, this is good. So yeah, by asking more questions, just like you said, it's going to, number one, help you identify whether they're an ideal customer. And number two, 
once you've determined they're an ideal customer, they're bought into having a life insurance conversation with you as you've asked them questions about things that they've never have thought about. They think as a customer, I've got life insurance. I've got it. I have it through work. They feel secure in that answer because they know they have life insurance. When you ask somebody, you have life insurance, they say, I've got it through work. Like they say it proudly. Mm-hmm. Like they're excited. They're like, yes, I have it. Customers don't know what customers don't know. They don't know that $100,000 is not enough money. No one likes to think about their loved ones, number one, passing away anyways, or themselves passing away. And they sure don't like to think about, well, if I did pass away, what's the plan? They don't like to think about that stuff. Like they're caught up in their kids' activities and going to sports and going on to the lake or going on vacations or just trying to pay the bills. And they think that they've done their job, their their responsibility. I've got life insurance. I got it through work, man. Yes, of course I have that. And that's why we have to go one step further as life insurance professionals and ask the questions that helps the customer self-discover whether the life insurance through work is actually enough or not. What's the plan? So if you passed away tomorrow and you have a six-year-old in the household, how long would you want to make sure that six-year-old was taken care of? And most people in this example is going to say probably 18. They say 18 till they're out of the house. And I said, what's out of the house? 18 or 22? But what's, let's just pretend 18 to make the math easy on me here. 12 years. They're six, 18, 12 years. Well, great. So you have that life insurance plan through work that's 100000 which is going to get you and your family taken care of for one of the 12 years. What's the plan for the next 11? That's when shit gets real. That's when they're actually like, yeah, I don't have one. Changed my career. Started writing bigger death benefits. Million. That's where I started every conversation in 2016, moving forward. Million dollars in death benefit. Obviously, more benefit comes with more premium. But not only more premium with the death benefit, got into more in-depth conversations around what policies they wanted in their plan, what life insurance could actually do for them. So it was no longer the small terms anymore either. It was either bigger terms or bigger permanent or whatever it may be, a mix of term and perm, which I'd never really done before. But I'll tell you, most importantly, what happened is I actually started to feel like a true professional at that point in time and just not a product pusher because up until that point I never wanted to be the life insurance guy because how I had been taught how to sell life insurance I felt like a product pusher I didn't feel like it was important I did feel like that sleazy salesman that was just like here's a hundred thousand is better than nothing Mm -hmm. when I actually started having these conversations that I felt were meaningful It's when my career changed because I actually believed in what I was doing. I actually enjoyed the conversations I was having and I actually felt like I was making a true difference in my customer's life. And I knew that if something happened to them, I had had the conversation and they had a plan in place. So yeah, everything changed in 2016. 
And this is what helped me do it. So good. Anything else? No. Nope. <laughs> Any other questions? No. No. I, I appreciate you sharing. Even listening to how you talk about it, you, your voice tone changes, your speech changes. You can tell that you've had this conversation and you, you have this conversation with intent that you are genuinely curious, that you do want to help them, that you do want to solve a problem that they don't even know that they have. Yeah. It's how I'm, yeah. It's how you make a difference. It's how I made a difference. And it's, um, it just, it, it is a good feeling going from that. Cause I think in sales, we all struggle with that sometimes. Like, am I just over here pushing products mm-hmm. to make a paycheck? Even though you're helping them with something they do need, by by learning how to phrase questions and then actually just digging into whatever answer they gave me, like you said, whether it was a yes or no, like mm-hmm. I'm going to dig into that because I'm really curious. You really think your wife is going to be fine? Like she'll go stand on a street corner? Like you actually believe that? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like I'm curious as hell. I'm like, oh my God. How does that make you feel, wife sitting next to him? <laughs> like, but that's a serious conversation that was had in an office one time. Yeah. Like, how does that make you feel? I turned around, turned right to the spouse. And I'm like, how does that make you feel? You think you're going to be able to survive on the street corner? Let's just say it wasn't a good conversation <laughs> after that, but they ended up getting life insurance. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's all I got for today. This is the one thing that truly did change my career. And this isn't just something that you can implement in your life insurance career. This is something that overall in your sales career would be one of the biggest tips I can give you is just get curious. Ask more questions. When you ask questions to prospects, to your customers and get them talking about their situation, about their problems, what would happen if they got into an auto accident and their wages were garnished? Like what would happen? How would you pay your bills? Just getting curious and asking more questions and actually having them tell you what would happen to their situation. It's one of the best tips I can I can give you. Not only will your production increase, you'll feel a lot better about what you're doing. Or at least I know I did. So that's all I got for today. That's all I have. So if you enjoyed the episode today, I'd love to know your biggest takeaway. Shoot me a text, 816-727-7610. Other than that, as always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have. I appreciate you spending time with us today. Go out and make it great. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Insurance Buzz. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. If you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have And I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.